Hello, my name is Kiana W. Mitchell, and I am a saner, songwriter, podcaster, relationship coach, and rehabilitation counselor. I'm also a Christian who for years grew up in a church that taught me to fear God instead of love God. For years, I felt betrayed by God and felt like God didn't love me because I wasn't perfect and because I didn't do the right thing all of the time. For years, I felt like I was destined to go to hell because there was no way I could keep all of God's laws and there was no way I could win God's approval. It wasn't until I began to read and study the Bible on my own that I realized that, yes, there is nothing I could ever do to be perfect. I will never be able to win God's approval. But the great thing about it is that I didn't have to because God loves me the way I am and God is here to help me through any and everything that I go through. It wasn't until I realized that God was there for me and that what I had been taught about God my whole life was a lie that I began to understand who God really was. It wasn't until I began to lose my religion and focus on God that I understood who God was and his amazing love for me and how much he loved me. Each one of us have a story to tell about how we found God. Each one of us have taken a different journey and a different path to find God. So join me as we go on a journey through interviews and music to discover how people find God. I'm winning. Can't tell me I'm Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding God. I am your host, Kiana W. Mitchell. Guys, this week on the program, we have an amazing guest. His name is Sam. I've known Sam for a long time. I met him at the church I was going to. He plays the organ. He plays the piano, keyboard. He also has his own group called Sam and His Sound. And he was also our Artist of the Week a few weeks ago. Sam has an amazing story to tell about how he found God. He's hilarious, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy this conversation immensely. So without further ado, here's the interview that I did with Sam on how he found God. What was your childhood like when you were younger? My childhood was like, um, my goodness, I grew up in a... <laughs> in a Christian environment, a Christian home. Okay. Uh, um, my mom and dad was like, it was teachers in the church and they was just, you know, my dad was deacon, my mom was, was a mother. And so growing up, all we knew was Jesus. That's all we knew was Jesus. I mean, you know, we just, we just grew up in things. We talked about, you know, God, it was certain things we couldn't do. You know, they didn't allow us to you know, no, no dominoes, no playing with no dice, anything that had to do with money or anything Monopoly, you know, it was just like, it was just really that, it was just really that, you know. Oh, really? I could say, yeah, I could say strict, but that's all they knew. And so, you know, their concept of God and stuff was just really anything had to do with anything that was outside of just the Bible and going to church. Ah, it was not, it was, you know, they, my, my sister could wear pants, but I mean, they were that, that strict. Some, some, you know, people say, you know, you have to wear a skirt to wear pants. But anyway, yeah, anything to do with, deal with anything like that. But they finally, you know, as time went on, you know, decided to embrace it. It's like, okay, there's nothing wrong with it. But whew, I remember growing up, we couldn't, 
if we if we play spades, you know, we have to wait till they went to bed and just quietly, hey man, how many books you got? <laughs> you know, we had to quietly do it, you know, or monopoly, yeah. you know. So it was just that's we grew up in that. It was I was I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but it became um it was a lot of legalism type of yeah. thing. Yeah. You know, religious stuff. But yeah, that's how I grew up in. That's funny. So at what age did they kind of start to relax a little bit on the legalism part of it? When I turned, when I, 13, I think when I turned 13 years old, and they just kind of like, you know, it's not that deep, you know, you know, they still, they still had things a little whatever, but it was like, okay, it's, it's, it's not that deep, you know, it's not that deep at all. It's not what everybody's perception is of like Monopoly money, you ain't going to hell for playing Monopoly. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, space is just a game. You know, it's, it was like that. You know, they just literally was like, at that time, it was like, God, we couldn't do nothing. But when I got to like, be close to my teenage years, it's like, they kind of like, I think we're not doing this right. So let's, let's revisit this again. You know what I'm saying? And so, you know, um, after that, it was just like, it was kind of smooth sailing. They still had their little isms about stuff, but, uh-huh. um, but they, you know, they, they, was, they was taught what they knew. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's all they known all their life. And so, you know, it was culture and that's how it was. And so that's what it is. To them, that's what it is. That's reality to them. And so, you know. That's true. And so, um, yeah, so they, they kind of backed off. What were some of your religious beliefs at that time? Like, based on what you were taught, what are some of the religious beliefs that you were taught? Uh, one belief that I was taught, you know, if I sin, I'm going to hell. Right. Oh, Lord. I think that's with everybody. Yeah. So if I, even including... You know, if I thought of something and I didn't do it, you know, at before I turned 13, you know, all this, all that was all that, you know, they literally just like, you're going to hell if you just, you know, so it, it made you, it made you had to, it made me had to work at trying to do right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it put me in this thing where I got to work to do right because if not, I'm going to hell. If I, if I ate the apple and chewed it on my left side, the Bible said chewed it on my right. I gotta repent, get another apple, eat it, go to. It was just like <laughs> it was like literally. I mean, you whatever you did that was just contrary to the word, contrary to God. You talk back, you're going to hell. Yeah. You, you speak your piece to your mom. You say, you know, I don't think it's right. You're going to hell because now you're disobeying. It was just that way. And it was. <laughs> that's kind of thing about. It. I was thinking about that. I was like, oh my god, I just was like, oh, how did I do? How did I make it through? But yeah, that was that was just one of the things was you know. And so we have to live this fine line. What did you think about God during that time? At that time, uh, it was a God of fear. Okay. It was like, you know, I, I, it wasn't an uh, a unconditional love, or I didn't think that God loved me. Right. Because of I had to do right. You know what I'm saying? I, I understand had to completely. do right in order for him to love me. And so I think it's like painting the picture of, you know, and I guess, I don't want to jump the gun because you might have some more questions to answer. I have tons of questions, but go ahead. I don't want to jump, I don't want to jump the gun and then go over, you know, some stuff, but it was just like, I had to just become this perfect person in order to him to love me. So I took the concept of how my parents, like God was like my parents. If I did wrong, I got a spanking. You know, if I did yeah. right, I was cool. So I was looking at, that was my whole concept for growing up. And so I, I, I became the guy that had to work and try to prove, I did, I tried to prove to other people that I loved him. So I tried mm-hmm. to go overboard and, and do the right thing. So I, so if I make it to heaven, be saved, 
okay, let me not do this because he's watching me. Yeah. And so it was just like he just watched the thin line. And so it became this um man, that's anxiety. That's yeah. anxiety because you're trying to work out something. Anyway, I go because my answer, of course, I had to say. No, but the funny thing is, like, you're not the only person who's saying this. A lot of people I talk to, we all say the same thing because I grew up in a kind of strict environment. We couldn't wear pants, we couldn't do a whole bunch of stuff. And even when it came to music, we could only listen to like quartets and stuff. We couldn't even listen to like good music. Like, you would think I could listen to the whinings. I cannot because they had drums, and that apparently was not a good thing. So, I totally understand where you're coming from because my view of God was like fearful and then I didn't want to even think about him. I didn't even want him in my life for real because like who wants that stress and that anxiety? And it's like, if you're going to like check me for everything I do, then why even bother? That is, that's good. That's good. That's pretty much my thinking. <laughs> that's, that's really good. You know, how could I, you know, I, I can't reach, I can't, I can't do it. I can't mm-hmm. do all the standards that, you know, you're telling me to reach in order for me to, to you know, to, to see you or to talk to you. I, I can't do it. It's no way I can keep up with all this, you know, and, and stuff. It was just like, I just, it's, it was stressful. It's stressful, to yeah. be honest. At that time, it was just stressful to try to live right. It was I can imagine. Trying to dot every I and cross every T and didn't know that, you know, behind closed doors, my mom and dad was, was, was missing the mark too. You know what I'm saying? That's messed up. And I didn't find out. This was crazy. I didn't find out about all this stuff until I got older. Then my mama kind of sat me down and told me, can I share with you my story? And I was like, you did what? You serious? You know, she told me a whole story. And I was yeah. like, I looked at my mom and dad as the king of kings, the lord of lords. Yeah. Man, they ain't miss a beat. You know, I heard them, you know, they just I don't say arguing fuss with each other, but you know they had a discussion. Yeah, regular grown up yeah, stuff. Yeah, but they, you know, I never seen them, you know, go out of act unseemly or, or nothing like that. But when I heard how they met, it, oh lord, and what happened, and my, my mom, what she used to do, no, you did not. She was not that woman. But you know, I I think what should happen. Is and I have a five year old daughter, so mm-hmm. you know what I'm, I'm. The goal is is to sh- is to share with her as she gets older what Christ looked like, and then show her exactly. the mistakes we made. Mm-hmm. We got to show them that we can't show them that we were perfect. We can't. We cannot show them that. That is so true. So, yeah, we, we we have to so they can so they would like you know what I can live this thing than to try to they'll mess up and you know sometimes you can do so much. Like me, you know, thank God I didn't go to the extreme, but I have mm-hmm. met some people who try to live that thin line of trying to do right. But when they got older and they got out the house, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, them boogers were some boogers. Now I was going to ask oh. you about how you were when you got out the house, because hearing about how this is, I know a lot of us in our teenage years kind of like rebelled a little bit. And so I wanted to know, what did you do when you were able to do what you wanted to do? I was, I rebelled. I mean, I didn't rebel to the point where you know, um, I didn't, you know, they won't God or anything, but, you know, I just, I became to a point where I think I was angry and rebelling because I felt like I couldn't live. Right. I felt like, like, you know, I couldn't go over my friend's houses because of this, or I couldn't spend the night because of this. And then I ended up knowing me, I ended up lying. We had a Bible study and they invited me over to the house and realized I was going to see a girl. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The 
girl was going to meet was the next door to my friend's house who I wanted to talk to. She thought I was cute. So I had to come <laughs> up with something. Hey, we have a Bible study, mama. We have a Bible study. We're going to talk about Jesus and eat hot dogs and potato chips. And I just wanted to see, you know, can I go, with my, you know, it's like, yeah, it's just, yeah. And they call the parents. And me and my friend already set up and talk to the parents. And I get over there and I'm, you know, talking to the young lady. Then, you know, come back. What y'all talking about? Moses? Ain't nothing about Moses. Ain't nothing about and so, uh, you know, so I became to the point, you know, I was getting angry and frustrated. Um, it's because I didn't have a balance. Exactly. I didn't have, I didn't have a balance. I didn't know um, about how to have a relationship with God and what that looks like. And because, you know, I think we've made a mistake on taking other people's culture and calling us, mm-hmm. you know, the culture that was, that the scripture that was done in the Bible days was based on that culture. Then we bring it here and next, you know, we try to emulate something that was done in that culture. So it's totally exactly. different, you know? And so, um, <laughs> I never get that. I mean, I talk, talk back. I mean, I got smart. You know, because I'm trying to do right, you know, but all of a sudden I want to do wrong. I want to say something and it felt good to say, Mama, I ain't doing this. I'm sorry. I guess I'm going to hell now. You know what I'm saying? Lip bleeding. (laughs) Something I'm crying. You know, because I just talked back to my mom. You know, so growing up, you know, I did. I wanted to see what that, what, what, I didn't get to the extreme, but, you know, I was like, I need a balance in this. And so, so did you ever find your balance like as you were growing up and you got out on your own how did you find that balance like what led you to that i found my balance when um this is crazy when i finally um i i I left and moved to memphis okay this is something as older i've gotten was in in trying to develop a relationship with god i wanted to see what it looked like without everybody else telling me what it's supposed to look like right what that picture was like for me, because you know, um, you know, raising kids, one 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 person, man, my wife fostered, you know, and we was fostering, you know, we had like three girls in the house. Mm-hmm. One of them, we we was not supposed to touch them, but one of them, you can just look at them and they just obey immediately. One yeah. of them got to get in there and be like, hey, hey, listen, you know. So you know, based on, I didn't want my relationship with God to be like my mom and dad because they totally different people. Exactly. So I didn't want them to put that on me. <clears throat> so um when I as I got older, I um I I was in search. I'm a musician playing at church. Listen, yeah. you know, and, and playing at church and traveling with pastors and stuff, trying to find out who he is. Wow. And I didn't want the religious, I didn't want the religious form of it. Like, who is he? Who who he is to me? What is it like? I don't I don't hear sermons and sermons after sermons or what he like to them. But what he is like to me. Not now okay. take I'm not trying to take this wrong. But you know what I'm saying this now. No, I totally understand what you're saying. saying. Okay. I didn't want them to tell me the story of how Noah and Paul and all them kind of stuff knowing. Right. That's their walk. And so you take that, but I didn't want that to be my walk. I get that. What is he, you know what I'm saying? You know, Paul said, but well, what did what did Sam? What did Sam? What God tell you, Sam? You know what I'm saying? Most I totally did. get it. Yeah. You know? And so I was like, okay, so what does it look like? And so in this search. Um, I left Tunsville and I moved to Memphis, Tennessee. Lord have mercy, Jesus. And that's when it all unfolded. That's when it all unfolded. I'm telling you, it all unfolded when I developed. No, it really happened. My my encounter with him happened when I was in college. And okay. a friend of mine invited me over and um, we was having a prayer meeting and he had left. And so they was playing some 
they was playing some at that time. You know, it was like Chris Tomlin and worship music that hadn't yeah. hit the service yet. And I remember listening to a Chris Tomlin song, and it was just so overwhelming. And so I got on my knees and I worshiped. And then, you know, from that point, like growing up, you know, I knew he was there. I knew there was something about like how the earth was made and how everything was created, how it came into being, exactly. all this stuff. But um, as I got older, my walk with him through the Holy Spirit had became more like, oh, you serious? You you ain't like that. You ain't that man that was when I was ten or nine years old. You not you not like him. You know. Oh my goodness, are you serious? In spite of you know, and then to know what Jesus done for us to develop that strong relationship. When he said it was finished, mm-hmm. you talking about you serious? It's yeah. Finished. So why is it we get this thing where if I made a mistake that it ain't done, I got to go through this whole thing? Yes. It's finished. It's done. I'm done. Once you ate the plate, you eat the plate. Mama, I finished. I ate all the things. You're done. You know, unless you're going to throw it back up and eat it again. Ain't nobody trying to do that. No, ain't nobody trying to do that. You're done. Clean the plate off. You finish eating or get up, go outside and play. Yeah, you know. And so, anyway, so, my, so when I went to Memphis, I that's when this, that's when it all happened. You know, just looking at life, looking at, looking at stuff. Finding him in in the way that I was like, oh my goodness, I was, I couldn't believe that some of the stuff that I could do and still have a relationship. Some people again, yeah. some people are not. I went and I got a tattoo that scriptures on it. You know, what I'm saying I, I, um, I, I, you know, I couldn't get no earring. I got two holes in my ears. I had a nose piercing. I just and it, it didn't affect my relationship with him at all because Mm-mm. now I find out that's what he's not looking at. He's looking at my heart, and he's develop and he's developed me to become more like him. And then I found out, you know, because you have those who attend church and they go to church, whatever, yeah. they clean cut. But man, they don't know him. They no. know the the, the they know the ritual or the tradition of him, or if you want to say they have a knowledge of him, or they can quote scriptures to tell you mm-hmm. what to do, what not to do. But when it comes down to genuinely knowing him. That's when you hear his voice, and you know it, it, he speaks to your heart, pertaining to you, not pertaining about what you know or knowledge. I, you know, I love his word, and I always read the word, and 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 you know, and have scriptures in my heart, which is great. Exactly. In conjunction with that, I rather know his voice. No, that's amazing because a lot of times people are so focused on like the whole jewelry thing or clothes or whatever it is they're focused on, so they just miss the point. Because I remember when I was younger in our church, they had this thing where they were complaining because people were wearing wedding bands. And I was just like, what's the big deal about that? You know, it was just like this, they would literally like go to Sabbath school and they would literally just have these long conversations about it. And then I remember saying, I don't know why we're talking about this because people who wear jewelry are nicer than people who are just in church. And then of course people were just like shocked that I said that, but I was honest about it because it's true. Like, Sometimes I just find people in church to be so judgmental and just so stuck in their way. So I think they miss God completely. And so for you to say it was okay for you to wear jewelry and still have a relationship with God, because it's true. Like, I don't see anywhere in the Bible where it says thou shalt not wear jewelry or thou shalt not get a tattoo. All he ever talks about is your heart and a relationship with him. All that external stuff, he never talks about that. So that's why I just found out I was listening. I was like, yeah. I was like, I really find that interesting because people will throw that up as a roadblock when it really shouldn't be. It shouldn't even be a conversation, to be honest. <laughs> like, I don't even know why we're discussing that. 
nothing at all. Nothing to do with your character. Nothing at all. Just, you know, I think it's like, okay, so if I see you and you look that way, so then you must be God. You must be a, the child of God because you you look pure. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen some, you know, you don't see, you you know, you got murderers who look pure. Yeah, you'd be conf- like Ted Bundy. He looks you know, so clean cut. Yeah, Ted Bundy. Well, yeah. And he killed all those people. Good looking guy. You know what I'm saying? He, what he, ah, he, he people so, yeah. You know, murderers and what that they look so oh, he was so pure and innocent. Oh, no, what happened? You know what I'm saying? He, you know, and then you have those. I have a best friend of mine. I ain't talked to him in a minute. Um, lives in I where he lives in. I think he's lived in South Carolina. Yeah. His name was he, he um He's he's a good good friend of mine. He you see him, he looks like a homeless dude. He got dreads. Um, he's a Caucasian brother. Just got dreads, you know, sweatpants, whatever. He tatted it all up. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! Put it, give him a mic and the piano, and when it comes down to worship and the in- intimacy with God, we'll just be like, oh my goodness, where has this man? come from wow. and you look past that and I think that's what we we miss in our church mm-hmm. is we look past we we look we just like you know David out there with the sheep and kill a lion and bear and we got these these brothers sitting up there just all cool and stuff and the oil didn't fall on them but then exactly. I got this little ruddy boy here and we're about ah it ain't on him and they pour it on and that's what we're supposed to be so it's just like we we miss it because of what we see and not what we know. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm saying I understand completely, yeah. It. So we, you know, a lot of the past your braids, I was like, oh, this girl's off the chain. Before you even had your braids in, yeah, you remember I was telling you about your songs and stuff. And yeah. Lyrically, everything sounded good and all that kind of stuff. And you know, people look, you know, who what's going on? What is it? You look past all that. And you're like, okay, God, show me the heart. Show me exactly. The heart, you know what I'm saying? Oh, don't give me no gift that look that look good on Christmas Day, and I unwrap it, and I'm expecting this major gift, and it's a you know boiled egg and some, and some spinach. Wait a minute, what you get a boiled egg and spinach? And ain't even, even cooked. You know what I'm saying? That's I don't know. Who, who does that? <laughs> I know that's the bad analogy, but it, well, we get the point. You just say that the it's the inside that counts. It what's the good of looking like good on the outside and now on the inside? <laughs> yeah, rotten egg, not a boiled egg, a boiled rotten egg. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's what it is. I think our relationship with God is is more internal. It it is more that when you can find a person who can go through trouble and calamity and still have the peace of God, who can still mm-hmm. smile and laugh. That's who you know who's been with him. Exactly. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. I'm not going to mention any names because we know these people. But remember, like a few years ago, um, we were in a certain in like a choir room and someone was saying how they were complaining about the law that transgender guys could go into women's bathrooms and I was like I don't see why there's a problem but the person was all adamant about it being a problem so with that kind of view in church what do you think why do you think it is like that like why are we so judgmental about people and things whether someone's transgender or homosexual like why do these things even matter based on what you've seen in your opinion we we miss it i'm telling you we miss it we don't follow we really don't follow the plan of christ or what he portrayed we follow the plan of the pharisees 
in the second yeah. season. Those who those who have the knowledge of Him. I'm telling you, it's a difference when you have a knowledge of God exactly. and knowing Him. Anybody can take the Bible, quote scriptures, and put on a great presentation and don't even know the author. Mm-hmm. When you know the author of it, the first thing I know about God, one word I know about God, and He's love. Exactly. Yeah. I don't know nothing else. He created me in his love. He created this world in his love. He didn't create it out of hate. He didn't create it out of racism. He didn't create it out of we go on this election, political, Democratic, Republican, none of that. He created this world with one thing, and that's love. If we can get back to for God so loved the world and start giving love to those who are, if you can say homosexual. Now, I know some people's like, you know, you might not like, I might not like what you do, okay? But let's, I'm not, I'm not looking at what you do because right. some things I do you may not like, but I'm looking at through the eyes of God of how to love you where you at. Mm-hmm. And, so, and I'm glad God is loving me from where I'm at. That makes sense. You know, <laughs> you know it makes a lot of sense. Love, love, love is the most powerful thing, but we miss it. We miss love by doing deeds. We keep, if I do something, that is, no, regardless if you do it or not, if we can show people love and be genuine about that, mm-hmm. um, I think that that's the thing. I don't care if you got transgender bathrooms. I tell you, my, I ain't going to deal with that. When you come out the bathroom, hey, how you doing, ma'am? How you doing, sir? Wherever you are, mm-hmm. how you doing? I'm going to hug you. I don't care. Because, you know, people go through things. Things change. You know, I, I, you know, like uh, somebody asked me about that. What if my daughter wanted to be a, a, a you know, a boy? She's a mm-hmm. girl. How would you do that? I said, well, you know, when she's in her home, you know, we're going to have rules in the home. Yeah. And I'm going to love her. But when she steps out, she can do whatever she want to do. You know what I'm just saying? Because she's out of the home now. But is it going to change my love for her? No. Exactly. She want to be an Oliver? You know, I'll be her. I'm like, hey, man, I didn't birth no Oliver. But, you know, come here, come here, Oliver. You know, that that what does it. Mm-hmm. It's not they're going to rebel if you go against what they, you know. They, so don't do that. Love cover a multitude of sin. And that tears away wrath. If we can get to that to God's love, how he loves us, and quit being so judgmental and see through the eyes of the Father. Man, and what I'm telling you, you talking about coming together, mm-hmm. but we don't see it. I'm telling you, we don't see it because people want just to prove, you know, this and prove that, who's right and who's wrong and pointing fingers and saying this and saying that. It's just saying, hey, okay, go go back to the source. Go back to the group. Right. Ask him, you know, what am I supposed to do? Ten times out of ten, he's going to show you how to love. That is true. He definitely will. It's like, and I always find like when I go to God and just ask him specifically about something, the answer I get is never what I normally would have done based on like a religion kind of aspect of it. It's always different because I always say when you have religion, you can hide behind it and then you can kind of be snarky. You can be rude. You can do all kinds of things. But if it's just God and you know, he's love and you know how you're supposed to treat people, you can't hide behind anything because God's just like, nope, this is how it goes. And it just makes it different. And I think that's, I've always said, I always think that's why it's so easy for religious people to be judgmental because you can judge because you set up a list of rules. So of course you can judge based on your rules, but if God is not about judging you and judgment and he's about love, then if you're following him, then you can't do any of those things because that's not his character. People judge like they control. Judge, they, they want to control yeah. the outcome of how everything how everything goes because it shows them how great they are. No, hey, look, don't care. Hey, you, you without sin, cast a stone. Yeah. 
So my question to you is this. Um, if there was somebody out there who, I don't know, let's say they feel like they can't talk to God. Maybe they feel like they're doing stuff they shouldn't be doing. Like, what would you tell them about God and who he is and how they can come to him? What would you say? Um, first thing, you know, what you do is not who you are. Right. It's not who you are. What, what you do is not, is, not, is not who you are. Some people do, do things. Um, some people do a lot of wrong just to get a lot of attention. Um, they, they, you know, they, they want, they want to feel validated. They want, that's not who you are. And I guess you could say my appeal or what I want to express to them is that no, it may sound redundant and it may sound cheesy. God loves you. And for those who, you know, who, have, who want to accept Christ as their Lord and Savior, listen, find a way if you can. I mean, I know people will, will bring all kinds of stuff to you. Find a way to know him for yourself, like my right. dad said. Find a way to know him for yourself. Do not take nobody else's walk and then put it to yours because you're going to get confused. Find out That's what he's creating you to do and your passion. Get to him. Let him love on you. You love on him. And then he'll show you his way. And it's the and what I'm telling you is the most awesome way. Now, when you have problems, you will. You have you Yeah, have always. Automatically. Don't think it's easy. It's not going to be easy. I'm telling you. It's not going to be easy, but, you know, in Romans, if we can just get this mind transformed by the renewing of our mind, I was telling my wife the other day, is, you know, renewing our mind, not how the way the world thinks, mm-hmm. but how he thinks about you. Right. Once we grab hold of that, man, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. You can enjoy <laughs> the journey with him. I'm telling you, you're going to enjoy the journey with him. Well, thank you so much. And I know somebody out there definitely needs to hear that because like you said, you can always come to God. And the thing I like that you said is that, that you are not your mistakes or what you do don't define you. And I think people need to know that because so many people are just lumped into this whole thing like, oh, well, he's a liar or she does this. or people characterize you by the bad things you've done and God doesn't do that. So I like the fact that you brought that up because we're not our mistakes and we are not the things that we do. Well, Sam, thank you so much for doing this interview and talking to me. And I enjoyed your story a lot. I really did. And I wanted to say thank you. And I appreciate you for being here. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. Wow. What an amazing interview. My favorite part of the interview is when Sam talks about how when he decided to find God for himself, he went looking for God, but he wanted to find God not in the same way he was taught by his parents or by what he was taught in church, he wanted to find God for himself. He wanted to know what a relationship with God looked like for Sam instead of what it looked like for other people. And I can truly appreciate that because sometimes we base our relationship with God off of what other people are doing, other people are saying, but it's not about other people. It's about you and your relationship with God. I want to point out that everyone's relationship with God is different. My relationship with God is different from your relationship with God. Your relationship with God is different from Sam's relationship with God. And that is because we are all different people. God knows us for who we are, uniquely how we are made. So our relationship with God is based off of who we are and who he is to us. So I love when Sam said how he tried to find God and see what a relationship with God looked like for him. I also like the part where he talks about God as love because so many times people think that God does not love them. And we always look at what people are doing and not the fact that God loves them. Once you think about it, it doesn't matter what people are doing. And I think this whole conversation that we have so often about what is right and what is wrong, 
I think it's a distraction. It doesn't matter what someone is doing, whether it's right or wrong. The point is, God never asked us to judge them. God just told us to love them. And I love that Sam points out that it's love. That's what it is. It's not about judging people. It's not about looking down on people. It's none of those things. God just wants us to love them and give them the same grace that God has given us. So I love that. This week on the podcast, we are blessed to have two artists of the week. Now, the first song you're going to hear is by Sam, and it's called Jesus is Love. And I picked that song because, first, it's one of my favorites, and I also like that song because it goes into what he's saying about how it's all about love, how God loves us, and how God loves people. So the song you're going to hear right now is called Jesus is Love. Now, the next song you're going to hear is called... Um, my story and it is by an artist from Guyana, Africa and his name is Dwanga George and you will hear his song play at the end of our podcast. But right now here is the song God is Love by Sam and his sound. My Savior, my Lord, and my King, awesome ruler, my everything. You're righteous, majestic, the beautiful one. You're the Holy Lamb, you're God's only Son, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. You're an awesome God, you're sovereign one, wonderful, marvelous, mighty is He. closest friend. You're the first and the last, beginning and the end. The love you gave, I cannot compare to no other love anywhere. Perfect you are, no sin too high. You're always right by my side. Wonderful, marvelous, mighty is he. Worship you forever. 
You are love, and we worship you forever. And we worship you forever. We lift our hands and we worship you forever. And we worship you, Lord. We worship you, Lord. We worship you forever and ever. So we thank you for your love. You are love. There's no hate in you. You are love. There's no madness in you. You are love. You're holy and you're righteous. And so we thank you for this love you have given us. Now we can love. Before I end the podcast, I would like to thank you guys so much for hanging out with me every Friday. It is an honor to spend time with you. And I just have so much fun being here with you and listening to how people find God. I would also like to encourage you to share the podcast with a friend or family member. Follow the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And also leave your review. If you would like to get in contact with either Sam 
Dwanga, or myself, all of our contact information can be found in the show notes. All you have to do is click on the link in our show notes and you can definitely get in contact with us. If you guys have any songs that you'd like to submit to the show, all you have to do is send me an mp3 of your song to the email address in the show notes and I will definitely listen and make sure we can get that on the program. And if you would like to be a guest on Finding God, send me an email to the email in the show notes and let me know that you'd like to be a guest and share your story of how you found God. I think that is all for now. So until we meet again, have an amazing day, enjoy your weekend, and always remember that God loves you. Bye-bye. Give me joy. Give me peace. For your grace is sweet. Oh, I'm starting today with you in my way. You said everything is gonna be okay. I look to the sky, for this is my prize. You said everything is gonna be alright. So bright, light up the sky. Let it shine, light up the sky. This is my story for your glory, for you are worthy. Oh, please take my hands, show me your plans. You said everything is gonna be alright. This is my story for your glory, for you are worthy. Oh, please take my hands, show me your plans. You said everything is gonna be alright. Yesterday gone, today is here. Our God has never changed. This is the time to do what is right. The best with the rest, all the time is the test. Lift up my voice and sing. Praise is still working. So bright, light up the sky. This is my story for your glory, for you are worthy. Oh, please take my hand. Show me your plans. You said everything is gonna be alright. This is my story for your glory. For you are worthy. Oh, please take my hands. Show me your plans. You said everything is gonna be alright. Seek His grace, His marvelous grace, to know His ways, to know His ways. Seek His grace, His marvelous grace, to know His ways, to know His ways. Seek His grace, His marvelous grace, to know His ways. So bright, light 
up the sky This is my story For your glory For you are worthy Oh, Please take my hands Show me your plans You said everything is gonna be alright This is my story For your glory For you are worthy Oh, Please take my hands Show me your plans You said everything is gonna be alright So bright Light up the sky Let it shine Light up the sky 